everybody and welcome back to my podcast, Esme's Country Life. I feel like, I, mean, I was going to say, it's been a long time since I've recorded a podcast episode, but for you guys it hasn't because I've been away in Germany so I've got all of that to talk about and also I feel like the previous episode I did a two-parter so... It's been a while. I feel excited to chat to you guys. But anyway, before we begin, I just want to say a huge thank you to the sponsor of the podcast, Red Post. Red Post is an equestrian and country store based in the UK, but they ship all over the world. And also, I have some exciting news that from the 7th of July, so when this podcast goes out, it will be happening. And that is Red Post's summer sales. So if you want to check that out, then be sure to head to redpostequestrian.co.uk. Also, the summer sale is only going to be on for a limited time. So if you want some good deals, check it out soon. So anyway, let's begin with today's episode. Um, as I said before, I have recently just come back from being away in Germany for um, Cheerwachen, which is the World Equestrian Festival, so a very big horse show. But I felt like even like since then, I thought, you know, this whole podcast is just going to be me talking about that. But I've actually got quite a funny story that happened that I'll tell first. Um, so when I got back from Aachen, you know, did the little thing that you normally do, unpack, all that kind of stuff. So I was doing that yesterday. And um, actually, I was doing quite a lot until I, I was actually, well, I was going to say I was quite proud of myself. But as a 21st century girl, you know, normally you'd get home, you'd do something that involves Wi-Fi. And it did take me like a good hour or two at home until I realised my Wi-Fi isn't working. Because I was listening to music and things and that was just already downloaded on my phone. I just thought, oh, not got many business emails coming through. Normally my phone's like pinging away with like things I need to answer. I was like, this is quite nice and relaxing anyway. I was just kind of in my packing away, tidying up zone. And then I went to like, I think I went to go and like post something on my Insta or something like that. And then I realised my Wi-Fi isn't working. So I went to my little hub, checked that out. That wasn't working. Did the whole like, oh, I just need to turn it on and off again. Maybe something's happened while I've been away. Anyway, found out my whole, I was going to say, do you even really say neighborhood in the UK? Because that seems like a very American term. And I don't really know if you could, I'm not really on a street either. It's like a pri- private road, which sounds really fancy. But anyway, basically all of my other neighbors also have no Wi-Fi. And I thought, oh, that's so weird. Because normally if something goes wrong or like your internet provider or whatever it, you know if some works are going on and you're gonna have no internet connection normally you get told so I didn't get any text didn't get any email and at first I just thought oh it's just mine that's gone and then yeah neighbors are like nope no wi-fi so you know it felt like going going home to the dark ages really (laughs) anyway um I was on my hack with Joey this morning and um you know going along that kind of thing that's our kind of like normal hacking route half of it is through like farmers fields so the sheep and things and then the other half is like on the road so I normally go through the fields first because then on the road like he's got a bit of a pace on he wants to go home um also sometimes I would do it the way around where if I ride across the fields on the second half of the hack oh my goodness when he knows he's going home across the fields he is he just wants to run home basically it's like the most fun thing I don't know what it is my both of my horses do it there's like a halfway point where there's suddenly like it's like a light switch has been flicked and suddenly they're like okay let's go fast I want to go fast I want to run this is so much fun um even Casper does it I was thinking maybe it's a Joey thing because Joey is technically he's half thoroughbred and his mum was an ex-racer so he's technically half racehorse so you'd think he'd be a bit of a speedier boy than he is but I feel like he definitely falls a lot more on his father's side which is warm blood so he's a little bit more on the relaxed relaxed side me and my instructor were joking about this the other day she literally said like i feel like joey sometimes is so lazy 
He's like, he doesn't even bother spooking at things, which I feel like is good because I feel like some warm bloods are known for being like quite chilled and then suddenly there'll be just be one thing and they're like, whoop, crazy, wild. Uh, but anyway, um, because I had a lesson the other day and it was really windy and there was this tree scratching on the top of their like indoor arena roof. And if I was on Casper or any other horse, I felt like most horses would have been like, oh my goodness, what is that? When Joey was just like, I was just riding him, give, I was like just on a loose rein, giving a bit of a stretch after our session. He was just, yeah, super chilled. So anyway, I was on my hack with Joey and turned onto the road after hacking through the fields. And I was like, oh my goodness. I was, well, I was happy. I was like, thank goodness, because there was all these like electrical vans and things there there was like some kind of cherry picker kind of thing and um they were fixing my broadband on my wi-fi so i was like oh my goodness yes yes and then i realized i'm on a flight animal and his hacking route has been disturbed like my horses they know our hacking route so well that if i don't know somebody's lost a scarf and someone's like hung it on a hedge or a fence or something they're like that wasn't there last week that is creepy i don't want to go near it no thank you so i thought oh goodness what is it going to be like going past you know all these vans and electrical vehicles and flashing lights and that kind of thing and then i remembered i'm on joey who like he's he's oddly like he's such a weird horse like he's either really worked up really excited or he is chilled out so i thought you know what? i'm on joey we'll be fine we'll go past the van Luckily, he was he was actually a really good boy. I think when the, there was the first, like, there was some, like, electricians or, I don't know, broadband people. Is there an official job title for that? You know what I mean? There was one guy literally, like, in the hedge. So I can't lie. I was a bit scared of that, like, and that made him, like, jump a little bit. Not, like, even, like, a jump. I don't think he even had enough energy for a jump. I think he just <laughs> took one step back and kind of looked at him, like dude what are you doing in the hedge um so i gave it gave like the broadband guy the side eye anyway we walked past fine and um we ended up chatting to one of the guys and i was like oh are you fixing like my wi-fi that kind of thing yeah and apparently the reason this is like such a country person problems apparently the reason why the wi-fi is out is because the telephone wire that you know uses for wi-fi basically apparently some squirrels had chewed through it and that is why i have no wi-fi at my house luckily my parents house is for some reason on a different sort of you know internet connection so we're all good here we're i'm all good like you know here editing and things but no when i go back home i'm going back to the victorian times anyway um so yeah and if you've been following my channel for a while or if definitely around the time when I kind of started my cottage renovation series on my channel, I did a vlog where I think I hacked Casper around that same hacking route. And it's literally these same area where I saw the squirrel. There is a squirrel that I've, it's, I, it's not even my pet. I can't really call him my pet, but he's like my little friend that I see every now and again. And his name is Albino Bill because he's an albino squirrel. And that's how I know it's the same one because albino squirrels are obviously quite rare. You don't see many sort of white squirrels kicking about the place. Um, and there was this, I actually haven't seen Albino Bill for a good few months. So you never know, it might have not been him, but in my in my heart, I kind of, I kind of hope it was him. I'd rather it be him than some random squirrel. But um, quite found, I'm quite fond of Albino Bill. Anyway, also, I remember when I first put that vlog out or when I first put, like, I put a little trailer on my Instagram, the amount of people that criticised me for the way I pronounce Albino, because I think in America, you guys say Albino, or maybe, like, in Canada as well, or, like, other countries. But in the UK, I swear, you say Albino. And, and the amount of people, I just remember just... 
all the comments, all the comments were about my pronunciation of albino. So there we go. You know, we say zebra, not zebra. I feel like there are some little fun things like that, which is so... I love like different languages, not languages, different accents. Um, so anyway, yeah, albino Bill might have been the reason why I don't have Wi-Fi. That is a strange sentence to say, but there we go. Um, but yeah, that was that's my little Wi-Fi story. Hopefully it's back soon. Hopefully the guys have fixed it by the time I get back home this evening. But you never know. It's fine. I actually had I actually had a really peaceful night last night. I um I had. Well done, but I had pizza for dinner because I was, I was like, didn't feel like cooking that evening. I just really wanted like a wholesome kind of meal. Anyway, um, and I read my book. So I just sat on the sofa eating pizza and reading my book. And it was quite peaceful, actually. Had no notifications coming through on my phone because where I live, there is no signal at all. So I was like, oh, this is bad if there's some sort of emergency because I have no signal on my phone. Not even my neighbours have Wi-Fi or signal either because I do have a landline phone. And the reason why I got a landline phone, which again, feels like such an old thing to do now because I remember having, well, we had we have a landline phone at my parents' house and we have this joke that if anybody rings, it's either the grandparents or it's some sort of like scammer, like trying to scam you. I don't know if anybody else's landline phone is like that as well. I don't know. But um, yeah, so anyway, yeah, if anyone tries to ring us on that, that's that. But yeah, I thought, oh, I'll get a landline phone. So at least if, you know, something happens, I'll still have, you know, a phone to call in an emergency. No, that's connected to the telephone wire that's gone. Obviously, maybe if I had Wi-Fi, then it would be all right. But yeah, it's literally like a dead zone something awful could happen and all, all of my neighbours we wouldn't be able to call 999 or anything like that so let's hope nothing bad happens but oh no I feel like I've jinxed it now but no hopefully the wi-fi should be fixed by the time I get back but it was actually very peaceful I do try to like not go on any of my socials or business emails or anything like that when I am at the cottage I kind of tried to have it as my kind of relaxing place my kind of work-life balance but no it was actually it was quite peaceful it was a little bit lonely because I couldn't text any of my friends or like you know chat to them or facetime them so that was a bit sad but apart from that it was nice um yeah I even thought oh you know I'll, I'll, on my ipad or something I'll have some things downloaded on netflix because normally when I travel I download stuff on my ipad um so I can watch it without wi-fi didn't they'd all expired they'd all gone so I didn't even download anything for germany but there we go anyway on to my trip to germany um we actually drove which to some people you might be thinking oh my goodness Esme that that does not sound like a good sensible idea and I'm gonna take it even further we drove to Germany in electric car and we did do it last year last year we had a bit of a incident um not to do with electric car or anything it was actually on the way back we were at um oh I should probably explain this basically to get from you might be thinking oh you know the UK is kind of like an island, and then there's the rest of, sort of mainland Europe. There's a bit of bit of water in between there, so you can't really drive drive across the water. Um, so you can get a ferry, or the really cool thing that we got is called the Channel Tunnel. We sometimes call it the Channel. I don't know if anybody else calls it that, or if that's just us. It's like a family thing. You know when families come up with like a, a word or a phrase that you think like everyone knows, but then you realise it's actually kind of just like a family thing, and then you say it out loud in front of your friends, and they're like, girl what are you going on about well anyway we're going on the channel or the channel tunnel which basically if you can imagine a tunnel under the water with a train going through it but you drive your car onto the train and then it goes under 
it's quite cool. I remember the first time I went on the Channel Tunnel, I was five. I was with my dad and we went to Disneyland as like a cute little dad and daughter trip away because I think Max was quite young. Max would have been like two at the time, I believe, two or three. And I think my mum was like, this five-year-old is wild. She needs to just get her out of my hair. So my dad was like, I'm going to take her to Disneyland. <laughs> so me and my dad had a fun trip away from my brother, who was probably a screaming baby child at the time. Um, left my mum at home with him, which <laughs> sounds quite mean. But anyway, um, Max wouldn't have remembered the trip anyway. He was so young. Um, but I remember because I, I feel like not many, I don't know, if this maybe nowadays you wouldn't really get stopped for this, but back then, I feel like not many dads would just like go on holiday just with their daughter on their own. Like normally, like when parents go on holiday, you know, there's a mum and a dad. But anyway, so my dad took took just me, and I remember getting stopped at border control and them asking me loads of questions because they thought my dad was kidnapping me. Because anyway, I also remember having a pony magazine and reading that in the car on the way there. So there we go. Um, but yeah, that was a very that was a very fun and cute trip to Disneyland as a kid. I do remember being really scared of the Rainforest Cafe though. I was that sort of age where you kind of get scared of really weird things and I remember being really scared of the Rainforest Cafe and them having like all these monkeys not monkeys but like people dressed up as monkeys and I thought they were gonna like kill my dad or eat my dad for some reason so I remember being really scared I wasn't scared for my life scared for his so um we went and ate at this different restaurant which I remember um it was really strange it had like a frisbee and um, you would literally have like chips and a burger, but it was, your plate was a frisbee and you got to keep the frisbee afterwards. And that was like our family frisbee for a good, like, I want to say like at least 10, 15 years. We might even have it in the old shed. But it's funny how like little trips like that or little parts of your brain just remember really oddly specific things like that. But that's they're, like the two main things I really remember from Disneyland. And I also remember getting pins and needles for the first time and being like, I think I've got sand in my shoe. And I was like, no, there's no sand in there. I was like, but it feels like I'm walking on sand. And that was when I had pins and needles for the first time. So I feel like the five-year-old brain does remember some really interesting things. Anyway, back to the channel, back to the journey. Um, But yeah, the reason why our journey was so bad last year coming back was because for some reason, one of the carriages on the train on the channel got stuck. And um, we were waiting at um, Calais for, I want to say like five, six hours. I was fine. I slept the whole time. I actually really wanted to stay up because my dad and my brother were watching, I think it was the British Grand Prix that was on. And it was the one that was really good last year. If any F1 fans are listening, it was a really good one last year. And I'm an F1 fan. Like, I think I had to watch it and repeat because I just could not keep my eyes open. I was so tired. I remember, like, falling asleep and then them shouting, like, oh, and then me, like, waking up and then watching the, like, overtake or, like, the really good part and then falling asleep again, which probably is, like, kind of, like, a good way to watch Formula 1, if I'm honest, most of the time. Anyway, um, yeah, we had a good journey there. All easy charging. Like, when we charge, normally, literally, like, the time it takes us to stop off, like, the I think the normal charger that we go to is one that's near Brussels in Belgium. So, yeah, literally, the other day, drove through five different countries because we had... Um, England, obviously, France, Belgium, Netherlands, Germany. There we go. Five countries in one day. That's pretty wild when you think about it. Anyway, um, so yeah, we yeah the the stop at Brussels was at, was at a hotel. So went and had a wee. Went and had a. I had an orange juice. My dad had a coffee. Um, friend lady had an orange juice as well. And then by the time we finished our drinks, had we car was charged ready to go which normally you'd stop off anyway to be honest and um and then on top of that you'd have to stop for petrol as well so technically sometimes feel like it's a bit quicker so anyway drove down 
had another stop off where my dad had a nap. <laughs> Me and my friend Lydia went shopping in this shopping mall. And it was great because um, I think this, I can't remember if this was in, no, it was in Belgium where we stopped off. It was like the border between Belgium and Germany. So the drive isn't actually that long. I think from Calais to um, Arken, it's actually like four hours, five hours. And then like an extra hour or two in England for us to drive to the channel. It's not too bad, really. So, um, yeah, and then also the where it is in Germany, it's like the closest part of Germany to where like the UK is. That's the best way to describe it. But anyway, we were at the shopping mall and it was great because I feel like it's always so fun going shopping in a foreign country because, you know, back home, nobody else will be wearing the same outfit as you, especially if they're kind of shops that you don't really get where you are. So um, we had a great time. We had a blast. Found some really nice trousers. If you're a girl and you know what I mean, when you try on a pair of trousers and they fit perfectly like a glove, it is the best feeling ever because trouser shopping as a woman is so difficult. So I was very happy about that. Also, my GCSE French, I did not realise how much I remembered because um, quite a lot of when we were in um, Belgium, they kind of like, well, it depends which part you're in, but we were in the part where they speak French and that none of nobody spoke English there. And I managed to have a full on conversation with probably like two, three cashiers in French and it was great. I felt so proud of myself. You know, I was representing Team UK when most of the time feel like us British. If we go on holiday, we don't even bother even learning how to say like please and thank you in the language. So, um, yeah, I had a full on conversation in French to this lady about getting cookies and she was like oh do you want um I won't say in French because I will definitely butcher it and there'll be people that speak French listening to this that'll be like girl why are you so proud of yourself (laughs) but um yeah she was like do you want more and if you she was like if you buy six you get um get them all for seven euro and I was like yeah great can I have all of them in chocolate she was asking me all the different flavors and yeah I managed to say it all in French I was very proud of myself anyway um now actually to the horse show so we um arrived on the Tuesday evening we probably could have got there earlier but we did have two hours in the shopping mall my dad had a nap and me and Lydia were very happy shopping away um and then we got ready and um I was very kindly dressed by Stella McCartney which is still wild to say so that was really cool if you haven't seen the pictures online I was wearing this really beautiful um full-length dress which was like a sheer kind of blue material and then it had loads like little sequins on um and that was so cool very very pretty um and then there was like the red carpet there. And this, I actually have quite an embarrassing, well, it's definitely not a story a normal person would tell. Like I remember telling telling my boyfriend this story. I was like, girl, that like, that is just wild kind of thing. So anyway, me and my friend Lydia, we, um, cause she was like, oh, do I walk the carpet with you? Like, you know, I, I'm kind of like here as a friend and to kind of help you do some photography and that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah come on with me girl. So anyway. Um, we walked, we are like, you know, we were like, okay, don't want to be too keen. Don't want to be too like, you know, it's one of those, I thought it was one of those events where it's like, you don't want to get there too early. You know, you want to be a little bit fashionably late. So all the other sort of content creators that were there, they all like, walk the carpet straight away and I did like stop and talk to them before we like we went in but before we went in um because of security and things was really really tight um it was like kind of like a last minute thing that I invited my friend Lydia so luckily 
they um, Arkin allowed her to come along as press and that kind of thing. But the one thing that we didn't have three tickets for was going into the like red carpet kind of area. So um, my dad very kindly gave up his ticket so me and Lydia could go in together. Um, so he could only get photos from outside, couldn't get anything from inside. So we were like, let's quickly get some photos before we go in. So we did that. And then by the time we went up, we walked the carpet. We had like a few photos taken and like, it was kind of like, and then suddenly there was just nothing. And we're like, oh, okay. Probably because, you know, we're English and, you know, in Germany, they don't really know who they are. Because it is like a really big thing in the sense like they have like all the German TV crew there and they're filming the whole thing. I'm pretty sure live maybe even. Um, and there were loads of photographers and we're like, ah, oh, it's fine. Like we didn't get that many photos taken. We're just like some British gals. They probably don't know who we are, like that kind of thing. Um, when when I was at the Stella McCartney show in Paris, people probably didn't know who I was, but because I was wearing, you know, some of Stella's outfits, they were like, this girl must be important kind of thing. So felt like I was on that red carpet for ages. But anyway, um, the reason why was um, we walked in, turned around and looked who went on the carpet afterwards. It was only Princess Anne. And we were just there like, oh, that that is probably why they were not taking our photo very much um so that was yeah an honor to see her again um didn't end up talking to her she was very quickly whisked away by all of the security to go somewhere because she was actually part of kind of like the show almost i guess you could say um if you're wondering what it's like in the red carpet we just kind of went in they gave us some drinks we had some food had a little sit down buffet kind of meal and then we went um we got our tickets for the there's like a stadium so we got handed our tickets and then basically if you i don't even know how to describe arkin to someone who's not been if you could imagine like a full-on football-sized stadium that's used just for horses just for the horse show once a year that is it like it is huge so we were sitting in the stadium and because this year the uk was the partner country for the show because it is the world equestrian festival i'm pretty sure each year they have like a different nation that's kind of like the country so anyway it was the uk so that was very exciting they had everything sort of uk themed they had all these different like selfie spots and actually there was one selfie spot that we went to which was wild if you can imagine this whole tent that was decorated to kind of be like i don't even know how i'd describe it like my cottage, but times a thousand that a grandma lives in. That is what it was like. It was like full on Alice in Wonderland tea party kind of table that you could sit at and have your photo taken. And then they had um, loads of other sort of like British things. <laughs> so it was a bit, it was what it was almost like, you know, I don't, I don't, don't think I've ever been there, but I've seen loads of stuff of it, of it on the internet. And that's, you know, um, at, they have like the thing at, Disneyland which is kind of like all the different countries and it's supposed to feel like you're in the different countries but you're actually not kind of thing that is what it was like so that was kind of weird because it was kind of like you know the is it the uncanny valley thing when you kind of see something like you look real like when you see those um robot kind of things you're like you look real but there's something just a little bit off it was almost like that I don't know because it wasn't quite like real because all like the food wasn't real and things anyway so that was really good fun um but yeah they put on this whole show kind of for the opening ceremony if you can kind of imagine the opening ceremony kind of like for the Olympics but obviously not as high budget but it was still absolutely incredible it was wild they had loads of like really cool stuff going on so they had loads of horses doing things like carriage horses there was lots of music they had the household cavalry um but then they had some other things and do you know what as a british person it was really interesting seeing what people think when they think of the uk so they had lots of different they had like queen songs i had like loads of like famous songs like coldplay songs they had um 
other kind of UK like famous songs anyway um but also they had all these like I don't know how to describe it, but it was like drama kids, I think from a local drama or art school. And they were all like dancing around and things. So they had, um, was it like Oliver Twist or like um, Mary Poppins they all dressed up as. But they also had um, Alice in Wonderland. And I can't lie, some of the costumes looked a little bit creepy. But that was really cool. And then they had, um, it was when they first came on and it was like Harry Potter stuff and they all had like the capes on. I don't know what it was, but it just made me laugh. It just made me laugh that that's what people think. They think, UK, Harry Potter. And Alice in Wonderland. Um, but then they they also had one scene which was beautiful. Like, they all had umbrellas and it was raining. And I was like, yep, yeah, of course, English rain. That is going to be a, a big part of our nation. <laughs> um, but no, it was good fun. I'd love to be interested. What would they have for, like, the US thing? Because, sorry, I've been thinking about the US quite a lot today. Because it's 4th of July and I can just imagine, like, them having loads of eagles come out. I'm trying to think of what, like, what they'd do for other nations. Anyway. It was interesting. It was good fun. It was funny. Um, but yeah, that was the first evening. And then the other days, they kind of had like a mixture of the best way. Actually, do you know what? I'm going to try and describe Arkham, but compare it to different UK shows. So they have the big stadium, which is kind of not like any other show, really. I guess it could be like Hicks did cross with the London International Hall show, maybe, because Hicks is on grass, but then the London International Hall show is like a big kind of indoor arena. And then it's kind of also like if you added badminton and Burley in there, like the two five stars, even though the cross country is a four star, but still it's very impressive. So there's like a full on stadium for show jumping. They have a full on stadium for dressage as well. And then all the warm up arenas and then like a whole field slash paddock just for the riders to give their horses a bit of a leg stretch and a ride around. And then a full on like shopping area. Like when I tell you this place is huge, like I was tracking all my steps every day and I did a lot of steps because it was kind of like you kind of had to rush from like we were like, okay. Okay, there's Charlotte Duchardin on now for the dressage and Lottie Fry. And then to run over to the show jumping where there was like Ben Mayer, Scott Brash, Harry Charles all competing. It was kind of like rushing around to each thing. Um, also, earlier on in the week, they have vaulting and they also have lots of carriage driving as well. That's really cool. I always really find it really funny because my dad always, he's not horsey. Well, I say not horsey. He's become horsey since working with me and, you know raising me as a child I guess but um he always forgets what driving's called and always calls it the chariot racing and it honestly makes me laugh so much because I think of like you know these gladiator gladiator kind of chariots um to be fair we had a good laugh the other day it was on the way home I was tired and I couldn't remember what the channel tunnel was called (laughs) and we were trying to track how long it would take for us to get back home and I just said how long do you think the underwater train will take us and my dad was like the underwater train <laughs> sounds like something from like some kids tv program but anyway yeah i got taken the mick off quite a bit for that calling it the underwater train but there we go but no we had a really good fun um so there were some evenings where we finished like really late like we were probably not in bed until like midnight one o'clock because the show went on quite late but then there were other days where we had a bit of an earlier finish because there were like there's quite you know with shows there's quieter days busier days that kind of thing um so anyway on one of the quieter days we went to there's this restaurant that we go to every time we go to Arkin, which is like a 10 minute walk away from the sort of media hotel that we stay in and anyway um it's really funny because i don't even know how to describe it. if you can imagine like some suburban kind of you know, just some like normal residential area in a German town, 
But then one of the houses, like the front of it, is kind of made into a restaurant, and there's really nice outside seating. So obviously, it's in the show's in June, July, so the weather's always really nice. Um, but what's also really interesting is that nobody there really speaks English very well. So we always kind of like, to be fair, the first time we went, we were just like, that looks good, and just pointed to something on the menu, we're like, yeah, we'll have that. Um, and then. Um, yeah this time or last time actually I think the second time we went there we went to this restaurant a lot if you can tell um, I didn't realise how good Google Translate is like you can literally take a picture of it on your phone and it comes up with all the text like in English so that's really cool um, so yeah we, we ordered our food we had a great time um, actually to be fair the second time we went there was a really lovely waitress and she spoke fluent English she was really good I always feel so bad when I go to a different country and I can't speak their language and often they're the ones apologising being like oh sorry I don't speak English very well I was like no your English is incredible why are you apologising we are literally lazy people that have come to your country and not even bothered to like learn a little bit of language so to be fair I did do German in year seven for a year because my school was very big into like academics and also languages for some reason so when you started in year seven at second at my secondary school you would do English no sorry of course you do English (laughs) that's like one of the main things you have to learn in England um you sorry you would do French German and Spanish and I feel like most UK schools like most people probably do French I'd say as their language because that's like the nearest country that we're to that speaks different language unless you can unless you count Wales with Welsh but anyway (laughs) you heard all about that in the previous episode when I went to Wales um but no I did I actually did French and Spanish from the ages of 11 all the way up to 16 so that's why my French wasn't too bad I did do better in Spanish GCSE than French got an A in French and an A star in Spanish so there we go call me a linguist (laughs) no I'm not actually that very good I know enough that actually I could I know enough that I could probably listen into someone's conversation in a different language or like I I find listening really easy and reading really easy but actually speaking it and remembering the words that's where I struggle a little bit more but anyway um yeah we had a really great time at Arkan especially as it's just so huge cross-country day was a bit bit on the wet side um we had beautiful sunshine the whole week um and then yeah cross-country day was a bit wet but you know what I feel like it made it for the content that we got it made it feel a little bit more gritty a bit more powerful and to be fair I actually stayed pretty dry a lot of the time although my umbrella it was quite windy as well so my umbrella was a little bit on the fragile side um it's lived a hard life so one of the you know on on umbrellas there's like the little pop-up kind of bit one of the pop-up bits are snapped or broken so it wasn't as strong as it once was um and I think the wind blew or something and I think I think I might have got told off by quite a few people in German um on cross-country day when my umbrella might have accidentally poked them which I felt so bad about but the thing is me and Lydia we kept we obviously looked like locals I mean me with my fair hair and pale skin but um we kept being like talked to in German but because we don't speak German, we didn't really, like, especially if you're not w- direct eye contact with someone, we didn't realise that we were the people being talked to. So there must have been these German people that thought we were being so, so rude by just ignoring them. And then when we actually realised that they were talking to us, we're like, oh, we're so sorry we speak English. Or like when I bumped people with my umbrella, there was this one lady that kind of like, not shout, it felt like she was shouting at me, but she kind of was like grumbling. And I was like, oh, I'm really, really sorry. And I moved out of the way. But um, I kind of had to be under my umbrella to make sure that, like, all the camera gear and stuff stayed dry. Uh, <laughs> are you watching Reels? 
my dad just opened up his phone and really loud music started playing I did that in the media center actually when we were in um Arkan because I was trying to listen you, you know when you like post a video and it's not got any it's just got the natural the natural audio you know what I mean like the original audio file on it so and I was trying to listen to it to make sure that I didn't like kind of you know talk on it because sometimes I'll like be doing a video and I'll be like oh that was a bit shaky like I'll just talk to myself or like oh my hands are really shaking and like I'm like oh anyway so I was listening to it to make sure that I wasn't just like talking over the top of it before I put it on my story and anyway um it was on like full volume so I could hear and I was listening to this outside anyway got got in the media center opened up you know my app and then boom loudly there was this really loud music where somebody's like I can't even I think it was like something because the Barbie movie is coming out I think it was like Barbie girl really loudly playing on somebody's video that just came up at the top of my Instagram feed um really loudly so that was embarrassing especially as like they're probably like who is this British girl that's just like here in the media center um but no I love the media center there are so many photographers that I see like every single show and we're like best buds and always chat and catch up and that kind of thing it's like a nice little camaraderie meeting up with anyone um but yeah that was our that was kind of our our trip to Arkham really oh yeah the way back you'll be impressed with how quickly we got back also we did not speed not at all just saying that makes makes it sound like we did but we were so lucky with the traffic we were at first worried that we were gonna have a bit of a horrendous journey getting back because one of the photographers that we're good friends with Ellie every time we're at a show with her it's like become like a thing now that when we're going home she always says oh is your journey back gonna be okay because x y and z has happened like when we're in Geneva um for another like Rolex show she was there and she was like, oh, have you heard all the all the planes being cancelled because of the snow? And we got stuck in Geneva or in Switzerland for an extra like 48 hours. So we were thinking, Ellie, no, don't bring, <laughs> please do not bring the bad news on us. Do not tell us because there's obviously a lot of riots going on in France. And we were worried that there would be like blocking motorways and things. And we thought, oh, goodness, how are we going to get back? Luckily, we got back really, really quickly. So we left the horse show. Saturday 2pm and then we got back at my house 7.30pm which I'd say to drive through five different countries and go on the underwater train or the channel I'd say that is pretty impressive if you said to like someone in Australia or America oh yeah I'm just going to drive through five countries in an afternoon they'd be flabbergasted that you know, some people have to drive like that many hours just to get to the supermarket kind of thing so no we we were so lucky with traffic and so lucky with our journey as well so overall it was a really good trip so another kind of exciting thing that I've been up to lately which is again very wild to say I feel like I've been up ever since I've started this podcast I feel like there's just been so many really cool things and opportunities that I'm very very grateful to talk about to say but I feel like you know this is not something your average person kind of like goes on about but anyway I was very very luckily and very fortunately invited to the penguin and puffin kind of garden party um so if you didn't know my book the starlight stables gang is published by penguin or puffin which is kind of like the kids version actually i think it was a garden party for puffin and ladybird ladybird's also like a sister company i guess and they do like the really really small children kind of like baby books um when puffin's more like children's books if that makes sense so anyway um that was really cool um so if you could imagine I think it was like kind of like the garden near where Westminster Abbey and Big Ben and everything is it was there so literally from the garden you could see almost Big Ben so that was pretty wild that was really cool um so that was like a lovely little 
evening, got all dressed up, also met up with the co-author of the book, Joe. Me and Joe get on like a house of fire. We get along so well. Um, and the whole time we were having a blast. We were having lots of giggles and things. And we were also ranking the canapes. I don't know how we got onto this, but we were actually standing in the best area for the canapes coming through because... I was supposed to eat beforehand, but I just didn't have enough time. So I think I ate like a tiny bit of chocolate cake, which probably isn't the best. Um, But anyway, so we were standing in the sort of area where all of the waiters and waitresses and things were coming through with the canapes. So we were always the first person they offered the canapes to. So we lucked out. We were like, we are standing in the best spot. So um, anyway, we're ranking all of them. That was really good. We also um, met up with some of the other people that work for Puffin that we're really good friends with and had a good natter, a good catch up. Um, Also met some other sort of like cool people. Met up with um, Jonathan Stroud, who is the author of Lockwood & Co. If you guys saw that on Netflix, I went to the premiere for that, which again is another sort of crazy wild thing that I've done this year um so it was really cool to meet him again have a little chat because I actually um plucked off enough coverage at the Netflix kind of thing to chat to him and be like hey you know my co-author Joe that I'm really good friends with and kind of we got chatting about that so it was really nice to see him um and just like I feel like the author kind of world is like a totally different world to like the equestrian well obviously it is but it's really interesting like the sort of people and things that you talk to at different places um and then yeah that was really lovely also met up with um greg james who was there i actually met him at the blenheim palace international horse trials a few years back and he recognized me straight away i was like hi esme gave me a hug and i was like wow i listen to you every morning on radio one when i'm driving to work just because i feel like where i live it's kind of like the distance where i just it's not enough time to get on my phone get onto my music, you know, connect my phone to the Bluetooth, all that kind of stuff. So I actually, recently, I've really been enjoying listening to the radio, especially if I'm driving to my boyfriend's house or that kind of thing. Like I've just put the radio on, especially if I've stayed at my boyfriend's house and I'm driving to the horses. Put a bit of cheeky radio one on. It's great. So I was like, oh, I know your voice. (laughs) But anyway, no, it was really lovely talking to him and some other people. So yeah. It was a good old evening. Also, we were, again, really lucky um, with, like, getting back and things because um, where I live, we're actually... It's not... Getting to London is quite easy on the train. Um, so we got the train back and we were scanning all the, like, train kind of information on our phone before we left because, actually, the trains have been quite bad recently where we are. There have been so many strikes and cancellations and that kind of thing. And we got the last train. If not, we would have had to get a kind of, like alternative bus back where a bus driver would have driven us which would have taken a lot lot longer so I was very lucky to get the last train back and we got the last train back just in time and I managed to pick up some dinner from the station as well um so yeah overall, overall really good also I can't remember if I said this or not but when we came back from Arkan again really really lucky we arrived at the um at Calais to get on the channel and we literally just as we arrived the sign changed from like boarding to like no more boarding I can't remember what the official word is like but you know what I mean and we were like oh my goodness like boarding is closed we're not gonna be able to get on we're gonna have to wait we thought we'd have to wait 40 minutes to get the next one but we talked very nicely to this lady and she was like girl if you get your bum in gear and you drive there straight away I'll ring them up let them know there's one more person coming so we drove to the end of the queue last people on the channel perfect made it just in time it was like you know indiana jones when he grabs his hat before the door shuts that was literally us getting onto the channel so we were very very lucky with that as well so i feel like we've had 
apart from our you know coming back from Geneva and being stuck for 48 hours we've had at least had a little bit of luck with our journeys so far but no that has kind of been everything that's kind of happened there are all the the deets there are oh, that that sounds a bit cringe and I don't know if I like abbreviating words like that I don't know that's that's the gossip that's that's what's been happening in my life um so anyway thank you so much for listening to today's episode and also thank you so much to Red Post for sponsoring the podcast I really hope you all enjoyed it and I'll see you all next time bye